we are recording, recording in progress with the one and only Miss Claire Lopez on Wednesday, April 5th, 2023 at 5.13 p.m. Eastern Time. Guys, if you want to support the show, you're watching a rumble, click the little red button. That's locals. Go get exclusive Tommy content. Promo code Tommy for a couple bucks a month. You can support the show. Or if you want, in the description, is the link to the merch, the hoodies. Those are all my own graphic designs. But seeing as how we are officially in a banana republic, Miss Lopez, how are you doing? Hey there. Good to be with you, Tommy. Yes, ma'am. What is there to make sense of the Trump arrest, Trump indictment, whatever you want to call it? Well, you know, the thing is that we we uh, none of us uh, got to see what was in that indictment until it was unsealed yesterday. Um, that would have been April the 4th uh, in uh, the district attorney's office in Manhattan, New York City, Alvin Bragg. And um, I, I have to say that across the political spectrum, you know, Democrats, Republicans, uh, independents, um, both private citizens, American, you know, man on the street kind of mic interviews um, and and legal experts, you know, like an Andy McCarthy or uh, an Alan Dershowitz, a, a Jonathan Turley, who've, who've been interviewed. Uh, they must be exhausted, by the way, um, you know, nonstop over the last 24 hours and more. Um, the, the consensus seems to be um, that that list of indictments, 34 indictments, um, really doesn't have anything in it that's, you know, legally pursuable. Um, and that upon, uh, you know, different motions that are going to be submitted now, uh, move to uh, change venue, of course, um, a, um, uh, a request a motion to, to uh, drop the case um, and other things, you know, what it comes down to is that in that list of indictments, number one, there there isn't even a crime listed. And it is obligatory by U.S. law, you know, that when presenting an indictment uh, to the legal team of a person so accused, um, that that indictment uh, include exactly what they're being charged for, number one, so that the legal team can prepare uh, an appropriate defense for the person uh, deemed innocent until proven guilty former speaker pelosi until found or unless found guilty uh, but also so that um that accused person can never be um brought up on double jeopardy charges mm -hmm. that is the same charges brought in some other manner some other place even again so for those two reasons in particular um, an indictment is, is, is supposed to be very specific and is supposed to uh, spell out exactly, um, you know, what law uh, the accused is uh, charged with breaking. And this indictment just doesn't do that. So it's very, very clear that it's. I mean, we all we all know it's politically motivated, but you have to have the evidence, right? Like, we all we all know the government was working through Twitter, but it's not until you have the Twitter files that you can state it as a fact, right? So we all know it's politically motivated, but this is kind of like it's out now. Like you're looking at it, and I just had on a guest who was telling me, and I didn't know this. Barney Frank came out on Newsmax two days ago and said this is wrong. I mean, amazing. Like I said, across the political spectrum. Um, I think Americans have reached a kind of a tipping point. Um, and again, no matter what political persuasion you may be or none at all, um, 
they can see this for what it is, which is a blatant, number one, interference in our um, presidential election process. But number two, it is a completely motivated um, get Trump uh, agenda of this DA from Manhattan, Alvin Bragg, who actually campaigned in his election um, campaign on 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 his pledge to get Trump. I mean, that alone um, is is blatantly illegal and election interference. I mean, I know it's kind of like a low hanging fruit conversational piece, so I'll try not to use it too much. Is this as simple as just Trump derangement syndrome? I mean, people are just frothing at the mouth, or is it that he is a he is a viable threat to them? That the you know the the economy is screwed. There is no border. There's no sovereign airspace, and um, the de-dollarization, which is should be a once in a hundred years process, is now happening at an accelerating rate. Is it just a distraction? Is it that they know that they are going to get stomped unless they fortify the election at four a.m.? They wouldn't. They wouldn't be doing this if they had a if they had total control. You wouldn't yeah, need I mean, to. All of the above. It's it's everything you're just saying there, Tommy. You know, um, the the Democrats know that the number one threat to you know not only their political campaign, whomever may be the uh, candidate on the Democratic side for next year, but also number one threat to their agenda, which is a communist Marxist. Um, revolutionary agenda for the takeover and the destruction of our constitutional republic, as um, Mark Levin so well stated in his program. I don't know how many of you all may have watched him, but I do uh, this past Sunday on his program, uh, Life, Liberty, and Levin. Um, This is a Marxist communist attempted coup d'etat within our uh, society from within Uh, to take down this republic. And as Trump himself says and has posted many times, I think, um, you know, they're after us. We, the American people in our constitutional republic, um, he's just standing in the way. And thank goodness that he is. Um, What an incredible once in a lifetime leader he is. And I, I just count myself, ourselves lucky to be um, you know, living in a time of Donald Trump. What did you say last night? Uh, my only crime is fearlessly mm-hmm. uh, defending the nation against those who seek to destroy it. I mean, again, obviously you and I both like Trump, so, you know, we're, we're, we have our, our biases. But, I mean, even just, like, laying it out in terms of the economy, the value of the dollar, censorship, and crime. I mean... Yeah, I mean... I happen to like our constitutional republic. I like our Declaration of Independence. I like our Constitution, Bill of Rights, Federalist Papers, and and other published documents by our founding fathers. And uh, what we can see is uh, a, a group on the inside of our republic bound and determined to destroy all of that as per, I think we've talked about this before, the, the 45 goals of communism today, that is chapter 13 of uh, W. Cleon Skousen's 1958 book called The Naked Communist. Yeah. And if you look at that list of 45 goals, this is what they're ticking off one by one by one um, going down that list. Um, 
And no, I, I very much rather stay with our constitutional republic as, as founded, as written, um, back in 1776. And well, I, the constitution was written later, but you get yeah, the idea, the foundation of this country. Yeah, one of the uh, one of the special forces guys I'm friends with posted a link yesterday, and it was CNN, and it was a you know a map of Manhattan, and it was like Trump's expected route, and he was like, as a special forces guy, he's like, they want someone to attack this. He's like, I'm just putting it out there. He's like, you don't put the route of an ex president. He's like, he's gonna turn here and turn here, and he was like, hey man, like this isn't. I'm sure the Trump team or the secret secret services now changed it, but they're like. That's they're begging for an attack. Um, that's not for but me. That is what they want. That's a hundred percent what I mean, they want. You and he are absolutely right. But but watch watch what's happened. Um, from again all um, sides of the of the political spectrum, including you know many of these Mike on the street interviews kind of things. Um, the American people are onto that. They know that they're being provoked deliberately. A thousand percent. In order to yeah. You don't in order to 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 stage a repeat of January the sixth. They want and that, they're not falling for it. No, and that is that is you know that's part of the I guess the good thing about you know their psyops is that you really can only use them once before they're they're can't. I think that that's why they're in, in the cyber world. It's called a, a zero day exploit, and it's because the person has zero days to plan for it. But once you use it, it's you know the company or corporation or country that you're attacking, then you know, it's, it pins it up. And... Well, or, or at least once the truth about it comes out. Thank you, Elon Musk. Correct. And uh, whistleblowers well, um, from inside of our national security agencies. Again, so those things have a lot of power in that they have the element of surprise. I mean, 9-11 is mm-hmm. not going to happen. There'll, there'll be another terrorist attack one day, but there's never going to be box cutters and planes that's been sealed up. So the thing is that by, by the accelerating rate at which they've been expending their psyops their gaslighting their agendas their distractions you're running out of them and you have people looking at this now and going like what is this really like what are you really doing and i always come back to the quote that i love and it's uh if the situation was hopeless their propaganda wouldn't be necessary yeah and i always come back to that you wouldn't need a censor and and sway and suppress and shadow ban the majority of people on the internet if the majority of people in this country were for what's going on you by mm-hmm. definition wouldn't have to do that so yeah, very good points you're making there exactly the fact that they, and another thing is like stealing an election is you don't steal an election when you have 80 percent or 90 percent of support or 51 you do it when by definition you have to take it so that's what i always remember and try to remind myself is that they're doing all these things because they know that they're the minority. They want you to think you're the minority. Mm-hmm. They know they are an incredibly tiny group of sick, sad, depraved communists. They know that the average person doesn't. The average person just wants a, a job and a school to put their kids to. There's no grandiose empire marching through the institutions. The average person wants to walk their daughter down the aisle and then, you know, raise grandkids and die. Like, that's the average, we're, we're really quite simple. And I think that more and more so people are doing it. And there's something important about uh, Barney Frank coming out and saying that is... Yeah, I hadn't seen that, but... Me yeah. neither. I hadn't seen that till um, half you hour know, ago. kudos to him. Yeah, give credit where credit's due. I didn't see that till half hour ago. But there's an importance in that. And maybe we can break the seal of of Trump derangement syndrome. It's okay to come out and go, hey, I don't like him either, but this is wrong. Well, I think 
in part at least because the American people are awakening to the reality that it could be any one of us and is any one of us, many of us, yeah. not just going after Donald Trump. But when you go after a former president, current presidential uh, candidate, candidate, that has, as many commentators have said, crossed the Rubicon. It is. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are saying, America, we can't go back. I think we can. I'll always be I do, on... too. I want to believe that we can. And I do think that we can. Well, you have to. And it's, you know, whether it's faith in God or faith in humanity or just provable U.S. history that it's been dark before. I think we can. But also, uh, we did cross a threshold yesterday, but we also kind of didn't in that none of the charges are going to stick. It'd be one thing, and then not to make a you know compromise with the devil because it shouldn't have happened at all. But I mean, he didn't walk out of there in handcuffs. None of the charges are going to stick. No. So in a very big, in a way, they've kind of opened the door. I mean, nothing would be funnier than if they started arresting other ex-presidents and, well, hey, you cheered it on because it was Trump. Well, I mean, you know, there are a lot of um, conservative DAs in a lot of districts across the country. And um, maybe it's time for them to get cracking um, on what are almost, you know, uh, circumstances begging to be investigated at least. Well, the sitting um, president. On the Democrat side. And the sitting president with ties to China. All of that. The so, laptop from hell. Continue on down the list. Yeah. So that's kind of a, that there would be not, as an aside, there would be nothing funnier then if you well it would rebalance you know lady justice you know put her blindfold back up where it belongs across her eyes well it would be the ultimate trump move right trump would always do shit like you know there were terrorist attacks last year and you know new you know cnn wouldn't cover it and he'd be like there were 41 terrorist attacks last year and cnn would come out and be like actually there were 39 and now they're talking about terrorist attacks and the way that the only the way that only donnie could do it you almost got to wonder if, you know, if the window's been opened now, the Overton window's been opened, and no one's above the law, and they all cheer it on because it's orange man bad. But if none of the laws stick, but we've now all accepted that no one's above the law, there would be nothing funnier than if that's how this carried out. And that well, would be a Trump more, move. more just. I mean, well, sure, we I'm... have a legal system, I heard somebody say recently, but we don't have a justice system right now. Yeah. And that needs to be readjusted. That needs to be fixed. Yeah. It's, or we um, don't have a republic because I think, as I've mentioned on this show before, republic, the very word, comes from two Latin words, right? Res publica. Res means the thing. Publica, public. The public thing. And what is the public thing in, in our country? It is the Constitution. It is the law. Yeah. And so without, without faithful uh, defense of the Constitution, we don't have a republic. And that's what we have to get back to. And I think everyone does know that it can only go so much farther before it devolves into kinetic warfare. And that's not an advocation for this. I'm, I'm a guy wearing slippers. I'm not a threat. But I think everyone and no one wants it to go there because if no. it escalates, nobody wins. No, we're, we're we're looking over the precipice into the abyss, and everyone knows Americans. We all, none of us, 
want to go there. No one wants that. It's it's the same reason why Curtis LeMay would say, if we're going to bomb a country, we're going to do it so excessively and to such a violent degree that they surrender because we will save more of their lives and our lives because war is hell. No one wants this to go over the edge. No one's itching. I'm sure a few psychopaths are itching for it. No well, I mean, uh, well, uh, let me interrupt if I might. Excuse me. The but powers that be that th- want This it. is exactly what communists and That's, Marxists yes. want. They do want it to devolve into violence. This is how the Bolsheviks took over Russia in 1917, uh, to, to, to exacerbate divisions among us, um, you know, to, to push and push to the point that there is violence. Yeah. And then out of that kind of chaos comes order. The communists, the Marxists believe they can take control. We must not let that happen. So I guess I should maybe clarify what I'm saying. The average sane person. The average American, the American patriot citizen, the the ordinary everyday American. Yeah, across this country. And not just patriots. People that just want to go to work and raise the kid. Like most people are like, hey, man. Uh, you know, civil war is a forest fire that does not discriminate. It is a tornado that sucks everyone in, whether or not you're interested in it. No one wants that. There are, and there are people that are pushing for it. I think the average person, and, you know, again, credit where credit's due, even a Democrat like Barney Frank's going, hey, hey, man, this is, this is, we're going to a bad place. And I can't. I think the writing's on the wall. Like they know what they're doing. The the can, can we can you maybe not me? Can you can you maybe talk on the process of de-dollarization that is happening at a blistering pace right now? Well, you know, I'm not an economic expert, and and you know, never really studied economics except in grad school, and I barely squeak through. Um, but there there is um, a push on the part of many of our adversaries. Um, uh, such as China, Iran, Russia, and now, of course, communist Brazil has joined as well, um, that uh, group, to de-dollarize. And part of that has to do with the possibility to evade U.S. sanctions if trade, commerce, deals between two countries, let's say between Russia and China, or China and Brazil, are denominated in yuan, renminbi, um, but not dollars, then the two of them can conduct trade. But what we need to point out at this point is that uh, for real de-dollarization to happen, the dollar as the reserve currency of the world would have to be replaced. And obviously the yuan can't do that. It's not convertible. It's not going to be convertible in anything like the foreseeable future. Um, it's not widely used. It is not traded widely across the world. Um, so, yes, they they can among themselves bilateral trade agreements or trilateral even, um, you know, resort to the use of these uh, other currencies. But that doesn't truly deplay or re- replace or de-dollarize the dollar uh, as the reserve currency in the world. Not not now. Not yet. It's a good point. Um, how are we now back on topic? How are we going to how is it going to play out, you know, going into I guess spring 2023 
election campaigns are obviously going to start very soon. And it seems that, you know, we are already off to a kind of an inferno of a beginning. Where do you see this going? How, how do you how do you oh, think Trump's election goes? I mean, barring it's, it's going to be tumultuous, no question about that. Going to be wild. Stay tuned. Um, you know, I don't have a crystal ball. I have no way of foreseeing uh, how this will go, except that the tumult um, probably will get even more tumultuous. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna get nuts. Um, do you think DeSantis is also going to run? You know, I honestly hope not. I like Governor Ron DeSantis very much. I think he has an incredible political future ahead of him. Um, but for the moment, for this 2024 presidential election, I think we need to go with Donald Trump because he has already shown himself uh, able to uh, confront and to manage these challenges we have. You named a bunch of them, the economy, uh, energy independence, secure border, uh, international relationships, all of that. Um, whereas as a state governor, Ron DeSantis has shown himself tremendously capable, but he doesn't have that track record yet that President Trump does. And I think going into a second term, President Trump uh, has learned a great deal from perhaps some missteps the first time around. Um, but but he's also, you know, a lot more aware um, of, of all of our adversaries, domestic and foreign. Um, so I think it's his turn to finish a second term and set things back to right, as only he actually has, you know, the, the track record of being able to do. And then 2028, let's, let's see about uh, Governor Ron DeSantis and... Um, you know, maybe we can have have him for the next eight years after that. I, I would look forward to that. But 2028 and beyond. And then, you know, eventually I'll have to throw my name in the ring. There you, you go. Know, when, when everyone's ready. I'm not sure if they're ready yet. Um, I think you have to be 35. I first. think I do. And I think I'm 32 right now. I can't run next year. Can I run in 2028? Yeah, I'd be 38. Yeah, I'll be me versus DeSantis. I'll, I'm, I'm some mean competition, although really you would just have to go through this podcast and uh, discredit me probably quite easily. Um, but I hope he doesn't run because it seems like he'd just be splitting the vote. Well, notice how many of the Republican, uh, you might say, front runners or potential challengers uh, to Trump for the presidency have stepped forward and stated in no un uncertain terms you know, what they think about this indictment, this this persecution, prosecution of a presidential candidate of, of President Trump. Um, you know, from Vivek Ramaswamy, who's another young, 30-something mm -hmm. up-and-coming um, potential, um, you know, candidate for, I think maybe not this time, but but a couple times down, down the pike. Uh, I think he'll be uh, very impressive. But others, others too. Um, you know, have stepped forward and uh, Jeb Bush, for example, but denounced what, what the Democrats are doing, what the DA, uh, Alvin Bragg, is trying to do, um, and really closed ranks within the Republican Party um, in, in, in a way that I, I, I think is admirable, even if they do have their hats tossed into the ring, you know, for 2024. Um, they still have have stepped up, spoken up that this is wrong right now what they're doing to Trump. 
Hmm. Um, and I know we've kind of beat this horse to death, but I, most people, myself included, don't really have faith in the integrity of elections. That's got to be fixed. Absolutely. Yeah. But how? Well, at the local level, I think. Uh, at the district level, the county level, the state level. And I think we can see those steps being taken all across the country. Um, we need more of it. And that's why local engagement by Americans at the local level is so important um, to be engaged in the political process, however you'd like, you know, whatever you see your role as being, um, certainly as a voter, uh, an informed and engaged voter. Um, but that that's where it's got to start um, at the state level and on down county, district, precinct even. I think that's just what a lot of people are concerned about is, you know, why get excited about an election that's just going to pause at 3 a.m. And then the no. five things swing. I, I, I mean, you, you said about, uh, you know, seen that, been there, done that uh, before. True. Uh, that's that's true. You, you know. You that, know, I'm not. I'm not sure that that's gonna that's gonna work uh, again. I, I guess there's just still like a, a pit in my stomach about that, about going to bed and watching him lead in six swing states, and then yeah, pause counting, yeah. and then miraculously, a hundred percent of all the votes for the next seven days came yeah. in. I mean, that, that that's why it's so heartening to me, anyway, encouraging to me to see uh, various voting districts. Um, you know, getting rid of uh, Dominion software, for example, or the ERIC um, voter system, all of these technological What's that? Um, systems that, that, that lend themselves, uh, at the very least, uh, to fraud and cheating. And um, I think people are a lot more aware of those kinds of things now than they, they ever were before in previous elections. What's the ERIC system? ERIC is a, is a, is a voting system um for for keeping track of um uh voter registration and so forth uh, but electronically technologically uh, technically uh w w within within a jurisdiction and um they have found it to be wanting and many places many states at the state level even are are ditching it eric gotcha, e gotcha. um and then to kind of i guess cover all the topics <sighs> Was it not pretty gaslighting for a couple of days after Audrey Hale shot up that school mm. for the spokeswoman, the White House spokeswoman, uh, Pierre, to come out and say yeah. that? I mean, that what a sorry are... excuse for a press secretary. I, I like what Jesse Waters calls her, the binder. <laughs> That's his nickname for her, the binder, because she never has anything to say of her own, of her own thoughts. Of course but not. But rather only reads verbatim out of her binder. But I mean, what a. What a statement, though, to come out a couple of days after a trans girl goes in and shoots kids in the head. To and, come out and, and three adults too. Let's not adults. forget them as well. But the kids, oh, you're, you're just to then come out and say the to then come out and say trans people are under attack. No, and the last at least four mass shootings have been committed by those who identify as something other uh, than straight male or female. And they're counting her as a victim? It's not working, no. 
doesn't work. Not when they show the photos of those six murdered people in that school, three of them little kids. I mean, this is this is evil shit. It's evil. It's absolute evil. There's One of those no little girls, by it. the way, nine years old, was in the act friends. of pulling the, the fire, fire alarm. alarm when she was shot dead by this monster. No, Audrey Hale, is, Audrey Hale is a fucking despicable demon that should be burning in hell. I mean, there's no other words for this. And I try not well, to get to, like... credit to, to the police force, you know... Um, yeah, for lighting her up like a Christmas tree. Who, who went in so quickly and so aggressively to the sound of the gunfire, found her, the shooter, and dispatched her. Yeah. Um, they really, they really showed excellent training and, and courage in the way they handled that. No, they they, um, they put her down like disaster the, in Nashville, Tennessee. They put her down like the sick animal she is, and and I I, I try not to get like a, like emotional, and because I generally think just emotions cloud your mind. It's just not even like an ethical thing. I just think like in terms of doing a podcast, it's never really a great conversation if you get lost in the emotions of it. But I mean, this isn't this isn't a slung insult. This isn't. You know, and a uh, a distasteful speech. This is evil. This is pure, unadulterated. This is like biblical demon, like black eyes, evil. And then to come out and say trans people are under attack. And, and I mean, and there's no way um, for people who are parents, like me, who am a mom, not to be emotional about something like this. I mean. At one point in time, I had a nine-year-old little girl mm -hmm. who happily now got the chance to grow up. And to just trans people are under attack. It is, you know, I don't even know which one it is. Is it delusion? Does she really believe what she's saying? Or is this intentional gaslighting? Well, I mean, what else are they going to say in defense of their agenda? It's um, point. It's not holding up. It's a good point. And then it's also back to what you pointed out. They want violence. They want mm -hmm. you to be gaslit. Mm -hmm. They want oh, you to yeah. get get hot under the collar. It's uh, it's evil. But again, you know, be it your 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 faith in God or you know whatever you want to call it. I do think that it's going to get, despite all evidence to the contrary, I genuinely believe it's going to get better. I don't know how. I don't claim to know how. I couldn't it's tell you. It's going to get better to. at the local level because the American people who are citizen patriots are waking up and fighting back. I don't mean violent fighting back in the streets or anything like that. I mean in the voting booth, at the school board level, at the district level, at the local candidate level. That's and, and speaking out, writing, speaking. Um, that's where it's happening and that's that that's what will save this republic yeah. our local patriotic americans at the local level yeah and it's regular just, folks i mean even though i was watching this clip yesterday and like man if you're an adult and you want to do drag go for it go wild i don't care not my cup of tea go nuts yeah. whatever you're an adult and i genuinely believe that and I know some Get people, away from the kids. Yeah, I know, Do and I was, not even think about coming for our kids. Yeah. And that's, I think, the line, you know, where parents really finally jolted and woke up. Yeah, it's coming for the kids. It's it's you know? 
and there are some people that don't think gay should be married or you can't and you know and i'm not that's not my cup of tea um because to me that's also imposing that's your a part. will that's, that's a separate that's imposing your discussion. will on someone else i'm not for that you, you if you want to dress up as a woman you want to have a sex change godspeed i hope you find happiness it is the perversion of innocence it is it is what why do they have to be around kids why do they have to be around that? they we have can't... to be around kids because back to the 45 goals of communism you have to get the kids when they're young and vulnerable and, and impressionable. impressionable they know that corrupt the children and they're they've got them that's what they're after and that is a purely evil agenda i mean that's what is this doing. not like i mean are we not at a point of like this is spiritual like this is good versus evil this is good versus evil and I, it I, and, and I hate to draw that conclusion because that's that sounds so narrow minded. No, there's we're, nothing wrong with that. I think that that nails well, it. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I mean, historically, right? Whenever someone's like, "We're the good guys, they're the bad guys," it's like, let's try to back up so we don't just devolve into like tribalism. But I mean, you're looking at like, "Hey, man, go for it. You want to wear, wear a dress? Godspeed. I hope you find. I hope you find what you're here for. You're going after children. Children." I'm I'm 32. If I want to get a ta- tattoo of a swastika, if I want to get drunk and get behind the wheel, if I want to go rob a store, I'm free to ruin my life. I'm an adult. I have my decisions. It's no reflection on my parents or society. When you're a kid, that is it is the most pure, you know, it is it is a field of potentiality, it is a new canvas that they can be better than you, that they can push the world forward. And you have guys in fucking gimp suits saying, don't you want to be trans? And kids don't even know what this is. That's the whole point of it. They're shoving this stuff at kids at an age when they have no idea what any of it means. They're at an age when that's, their biggest concern is, am I going to get $10 from the tooth fairy? Like that's it. Ten dollars from the tooth fairy was a I never got that. I never got that much. I never got that much. But still, that should be the concern. Is am I gonna get ten dollars or one dollar or ten cents? That should be the concern. The concern is when's Santa coming? What am I wearing for my Halloween costume? Yeah. That is innocence. Let kids be kids be innocent. But that's the whole point. This perversion to, to of corrupt innocence. their innocence before they even know what's happening. But the parents now know what's happening and they're the ones standing up to defend their children from that. That's where this has to go. There's a guy that I have on this show, semi-often, Clay Martin, former Green Beret, actually served with Joe Kent, really cool guy. I love him. He's a great author. You should follow him on Twitter. Uh, he had two tweets recently that, I've, that I really like, and one is um, somebody saying, why would you even have kids now? Why would you raise kids? You know, the world is so yeah. screwed. The country's so evil. Just, like, let the commies have it or something. And he tweeted, um, he tweeted, my, my kids will inherit the stars, whatever that takes. And I just thought that was such a badass, like, Beautiful. father. Yeah, I mean, the, the point of it is have children so that those worst outcomes don't happen. Yes. So that we raise our children to confront the evil, to push back against the evil, and, and to restore, you know, the American Republic. Uh, that's the point of having children. Not not despairing and just throwing your hands up and saying whatever. And he had but, a... But raise those children to be patriotic American citizens. 
and he had another uh, he had another tweet I think today. You know, uh, Ragnarok. I always thought Ragnarok was like a like a creature or something or a demon, but in Norse mythology, it's a series of events. Basically, it's the apocalypse. And somebody tweeted, uh, you know, I'm getting pretty black pilled. It seemed like the world's going to hell, and it's just kind of depressing to be alive right now. And Clay tweeted. 10,000 generations of human and evolution have selected you to fight at Ragnarok. They've selected you to show up to the apocalypse. That should be an honor. Yeah. And yeah, I thought that was Clay's, Clay's getting me all freaking. I read that and I was like, God, I was like, let's go to the gym. Like got me excited. I mean, if not us, then, then who, who exactly. Then who like, you know, as, as, as we're entering into, you know, the, um, the week of, of Passover, Sure. Um, as as the, our Jewish friends would say, um, for such a time as this, that's why we're here. Yeah, I you know I I pray that war doesn't come, but if it does, come now so that my children won't fight it. I mean, you're you got chosen. You don't you don't go. You you don't you're not a quarterback in the Super Bowl going why me, right? You're chosen. It's the best honor. It's like because you're the best fighter. That's I need you there. Because you're the best, right? You don't. Michael Jordan never got the ball for the game-winning shot and went. No, you're Michael Jordan, dude. You're 23. You're the best ever. You're the, you know, the silhouette of dunking. Like you're Michael Jordan. That's why. Yeah, it's. Is it scary? Yeah. Is it sad? Certainly. Is is it anxiety-inducing? Absolutely. I'm also just an anxious person, but in general. But you're here. Like you were chosen for the Olympics. Like nut up. I mean, and we who do have children, what kind of a world are we going to leave them if if we, you know, shrink back from the fray now? There's also, and maybe this is a time where the ego is good to have, but like I look at, you know, my, my like my grandfather, I think he wasn't allowed to be in the military because his vision was so bad or something. And he mm. was always upset about that. He like, mm. they, they didn't let him in. They're like, no, you're going to like miss and like shoot everyone, like shoot our guys. But his brother, my great uncle Rich was 18 years old on Omaha Beach. Survived. Oh, wow. Veteranoia came back, served in the FBI for like 50, 60 years. Just American through and through. And uh, mm. I always look at how like how proud of that I am, just to be like that, yeah, like that, that like I'm like of that lineage. Like my dad, like like hunted down our, our ancestors way back, and like Kerrigan's fought in the Union Army, like like under like Lincoln, mm. and like wow. that's that that's, that that makes you proud. And I just mm-hmm. can't imagine, like, having great grandkids and then being like, man, Tommy was just a bitch. Like, yeah, I don't tell anyone I was related to him. Like, I don't want that, you know? Like, I can't imagine, like, that. Like, imagine being made fun of beyond the grave. <laughs> like, it's the ultimate bullying <laughs> to, like, get a wedgie 80 years after you've died is to be like, oh, dude, I hated it. Yeah, no, I changed my name. Like, so just in terms of ego... Like, yeah, I want to do something cool just so, like, I'm not made fun of in 100 years. <laughs> like, <laughs> like get the well, race. there's one motivation. Okay. Yeah. Is it childish? Yeah. But, you know, whatever. It's mine. Um, yeah, I just, like, don't want – I just would rather have someone be like, no, nah, he was cool. Like, that's it. Who knows? But, um, Miss Lopez, we got to wrap this one up. Uh, get another episode in a couple minutes because I have no idea how to schedule time and to pace myself. And that's a personal <laughs> problem that I'll have to deal with off air. I'm probably a therapist. But, um, guys, in the description – your writings, your articles, your Twitter. Please go follow her on Twitter. And um, I think that's it. I think we're good. 
Okay, thank you and um, happy Passover to our Jewish friends. Happy Easter uh, to Christian friends and um, we'll catch you the next time. Thank you so much, Claire. Thank you for doing this on short notice. Guys, thank you so much for watching. Please go follow Claire on Twitter. Do something out of this. Make me look good. Boost the Twitter numbers. Don't make me look like an idiot, all right? All right. Thank you so much, Miss Claire Lopez. Thank you, everybody, Recording for watching. Stopped. God bless. Stay safe out there. Peace.